the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, where we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Gordon, uh, as we're uh, trying to stay positive, I guess, about life in general or trying to keep our head up, say one nice thing about DJ and PK and then one nice thing about Hanson Scotty. What do you like uh, about their shows? One of the things I love about DJ and PK is the the way they have such a relationship with each other that PK knows how DJ is going to react and they breathe air into their show. And so there are these pregnant pauses (laughs) that I love because you sit there and you wait for what PK is going to say to whatever it is that DJ just served up. I love that quality to that show. Hanson Scotty are just, uh, one, I love Scotty's voice. It's just soothing to me. Makes me feel better about So you're saying that's really all he has. No, no, that's just one of the things. Hey, uh, Jake did not ask me for a comprehensive list. If I was going to put that together, then we'd be here all day. No, I just said one thing, and you included Scotty and left Hans out. No coincidence No, I, well, I wasn't done yet. Oh, okay. Uh, Hans... Uh, Hans, uh, Hans makes me laugh, All right, you know, and anybody who makes me laugh um, makes me feel good. And the timing that Scotty has, he knows how to push the right button with Hans and then Hans gets, uh, gets, uh, what's the word, Lloyd? Violent? (laughs) I was going to say emotional. (laughs) Has he ever gotten violent with Scotty? Uh, no, I don't think so with Scotty. Has he ever come that through the glass at you? Oh, I've I've pushed his buttons a, c- a couple times where yeah. I knew I knew what I did, and I was probably going to pay for it later on. <laughs> so they have they have really I guess to wrap up a word in both of those shows is the chemistry that's there is really good. I'm just pretty proud to say that I'm one of two people Hans has ever apologized to in his life. <laughs> He's only apologized to two people. Yeah, only apologized to two people in his whole life, and I happen to be one of those. That's probably true. Yep. He doesn't apologize much ever. So he I'm is a little he that. is a, he is a little hesitant in that regard, isn't he, uh, Lloyd? Um, yeah, it's, I don't know why it's so hard to apologize. It's okay to apologize. What's wrong with it? I thought love meant never having to say you were sorry. Okay. You're, are you in love with Hans? Is that what you're saying here? Is that that what you were? Is that what you meant by that? No, I just think that's the corniest line I've ever heard in the history of movie making. But uh, I, no, I'm not love, love, but love on the show. I mean, you know, we all love Hans, but it sounds like you kind of love Hans. Really? You know what I like? (laughs) Love, love. (laughs) All right, let's let's, let's get to the point here. 
Lloyd could be, yeah, you could be a late night, a late night uh, host uh, with that voice. That, uh, that's kind of, Lloyd's got a little sexy quality to that voice of his, doesn't he? Easy okay. now, now you're buttering you buttering me Lloyd? up again, Gordon. Now you're in love Are with you Lloyd? Are you buttering up every time I come, every time I do the show? I, I, I look. I have a certain appreciation for Lloyd Cole. Uh, that's all. I, my I voice and Scotty's voice, apparently. Weird. Yeah, both of you guys. You guys got the, the best voices on the stage. The only thing you like about me and Scotty is our voice? No, oh. not the only thing. <laughs> but that's, but that's number one because, you know, there's a lot further ahead on the list of why I like Lloyd and Scotty than just their voice. Right. I'd all right. Like then, let me hear what, what is it that you like about them? Lloyd? Not much. Scotty, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> like what? Oh, Scott, Scotty's uh, leadership style, I'd say, is number one. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, what, he's awesome. What else? Okay, what about Hans? Hans, uh, let's see. He hmm. said he was sorry to you. <laughs> he did say he was sorry to me once. I would say uh, hmm. Hans's ability to manipulate and persuade. Pretty, pretty top-notch. Can make you do about almost okay. anything. Some people would call it threatened, but I'll, I'll actually. I would love to punch myself in the face. That sounds great, but it's pretty remarkable. How about DJ and PK? Individually? Yeah, or, or two, whatever. Let's see. Let's I'm just see. asking you PK to answer the questions you asked me. Well, I just asked you one thing: your favorite part about each show. Now we're going individually. Oh, you can lump them together. Uh, what I, uh, what I, you know, would put number one on my list that I admire about them. PK is an incredible critical thinker. I really appreciate that about him. He's pretty quick too. Mm. Uh, let's see. I, I, you know what? Here, here's what I'll say about DJ. I, his overall outlook on life is admirable, in my opinion. He seems like a happy guy. Yeah, but he 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 does a lot of service and a lot of good community yeah, stuff too. Uh-huh. All right, so there you go. Can we get to the point? Okay. All right, what was the point? Uh, we're going to hear, here's uh, John Hartwell, <laughs> who was on with Hans and Scotty as we're doing What's Going On. Uh, here's uh, This is this is an, an extended few minutes uh, on top of what we normally do for What's Going On, but he really laid out how it went down and the decision and, and get, got to all the details. Here you go. Yeah, you know, we, we've had some, some continuing dialogue for, for the last several weeks, as, as we always do, and, and just talking about you know, the state of the program and the, uh, you know, uh, where, where we stood. Uh, obviously, the, the results of the first three games uh, are, are less than desirable for anybody affiliated with Aggie football. And, and you know, so as we got to talking about it, um, you know, we talked about uh, potentially end of the year and, and, you know, said, you know, it's a different game and, uh, it's you know, it's different than it – obviously with COVID it's different, but even different than it was five, ten years ago. And, and just some really good dialogue, very candid. And, and, and I'll say this before even, even going further, um, you know – Everything that Gary Anderson has done for Utah State University and our football program, uh, you know, uh, his, his departure from the program uh, here, you know, in the last couple of days should take nothing away from that. Because, and, and it was obviously prior to my tenure here 
but but the turnaround that he did and it you know it was not a one-hit wonder it it set the the table for for you know success to come uh under matt well so uh what gary gary has done for our program you know uh we'll forever be indebted to him for that um but it you know as as we talked and and looked at not only the state of the program but the trajectory of the program you know uh, just came to the decision that it that it was time to move on, and uh, you know he, as Gary always is, he was very stand up about that. Uh, took responsibility, and and you know said, you know, we agreed. Said, hey, now it, it's probably better off to do it now. Um, you know, with with Frank coming in as the interim head coach, and and Frank, you know, was able to do that very successfully for a bowl game two years ago, and uh, you know just. Uh, just a, a restart for the program and and get it on the right track. John, how do you manage buyouts and payouts in these types of situations? Yeah, you know we we have uh, we we've come to an agreement there, and and you know uh, again Gary was Gary was very uh, stand up and and very accepting of, of responsibility and agreed that we're not where we need to be, and so. You know, it was something that was manageable for for both he and for the university. John Hartwell joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are going to want to know about the search and, and, and what it would look like, especially throughout the course of the season. But let me just ask you this. Are you the kind of guy that usually has a, a list of four or five guys that you kind of keep in the desk knowing that something could happen at any given moment? Yeah, you know, I, I think you you would not be uh, a, a good athletic director with foresight if if you know even in the best of times in a program, you know, in the best of times, if if somebody's going to move on to another opportunity, uh, in the worst of times, you know, if you got to make a change or even you know middle of the road, uh, you know, life's uh, uncertain turns uh, could could have you having to look for a coach at any time. So, so yeah, I, you know, I watch a lot of games. I, I keep my eye on things, look, look at, uh, you know, personalities and, and game plans and things like that. So, so are there some guys that I have in my mind? Yeah. Um, you know, but, but at the same time, uh, I want to make sure that this is a wide open search and that we, you know, go get the very best person for Utah State University and and I'm one of those kind of people I don't I don't like to buy in a search before it even gets started and saying it has to be somebody that's had head coaching experience or it has to be somebody that's coached in Utah or it has to be somebody with knowledge of the Mountain West because I think you really limit and and you don't uh, do the search uh, you, you do do the search a disservice uh, if you approach it in, in that manner. So wide open, you know, my phone for the last 48 hours, I have a whole bunch of uh, new best friends, whether it's coaches, <laughs> agents, search people, you name it, uh, you know, uh, saying why they or somebody they know or their, uh, you know, their representative should is the next best thing since sliced bread for Utah State football. So we'll, we'll, uh, uh, go through those. You know, one of the things uh, that that I do see as an advantage of a change uh, at this point is is it gives us some time uh, to get this done. You know, I, 
somebody asked me earlier today if you know hey what how soon would i like to do this i mean in in theory you'd like to do it just as soon as possible because nobody likes living in the unknown whether it's your student athletes or anybody else you know the sooner we can make a decision uh you know that takes away some of that anxiety but i don't want to rush a decision uh to not hire the right person so we'll take our time on it little unusual this year because you know instead of people's regular seasons ending the end of november the beginning of december uh now some of those stretch all the way until the weekend before christmas so uh but but we uh you know immediately will get to work and uh and and you know i hate to use this term because i've heard it a thousand times in the last 48 hours but it's it's an absolute uh tribute to craig smith they said hey go get us the craig smith for football so <laughs> i will i will keep that in mind it what's weird is i remember asking you this question when matt wells took his opportunity and headed to texas and i asked you about frank miley now taking the interim job and does he have an opportunity to show enough to grab the head coaching position? How does that work for him in this interim situation? Yeah, and, and you know, that that's a great question, Hans. And, and he and I had lengthy conversation this weekend uh, before, you know, before he accepted that position, and he's, he's very excited about it. Um, you know, it, it, it absolutely gives him an opportunity, basically a five-week audition. And, and my message to him is, hey, Frank, you know, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't think you're just going to snap your finger and we're going to go five and zero under your uh, leadership as the interim. I said, but you know, I, I do think it's an opportunity. I think it's you know uh, uh, an audition, if you will, for about five weeks. And and he has an interest in the job, and and certainly I think uh, he he is a very viable candidate. Again, I'm, I don't want to limit our uh, you know our options at all this early, and and I do think. You know, one of the things about Frank is he's got blood, sweat, and tears equity in the Aggie program, all the way from from being a, a player, uh, you know, to to coaching in two different stints, and has been under you know multiple head coaches. He knows the ins and outs, and I do know this: I know that those kids uh, will run through a wall for him. I was talking to Justice Tay just a little bit ago, and and Justice, you know, I just asked him how he was doing. Said, Hey, I know there's there's anxiety involved in a coaching change, and you know, are, are you excited? He said, and he pointed uh, because uh, Frank was in the room next to him. He said, he goes, we're ready to run through a wall for that guy. So, I mean, that that gives kind of kind of uh, uh, insight as to to what those kids think about Frank Miley. How much of an advantage is it for you in the search to be able to get essentially a five week head start on something like this? Yeah, I, I think it it does because you're not you're not scrambling uh, as much as others who may have a change, you know, uh, uh, a month or so from now. Um, and, and it and it gives it also gives the opportunity to uh, obviously an in person interview. There's there's nothing that really substitutes for that. But you know, we can hone in on. Uh, on, on a handful of guys and, and look at, you know, uh, their, their actual uh, work in motion and watching their games. So I think that, that is, a, is a big help there. And, and I'll say this, uh, again, in the last 48 hours, um, 
and, and not that I can reel them off or, or will reel them off, but people, you know, it, there, there is already a very talented pool of people who are interested in our job. And I think that's a reflection, again, um, you know, on, on Utah State University, on our athletic program, on the success our football program has had in our facilities. Uh, you know, all of those things, uh, I think, are very attractive characteristics uh, for the, our next head football coach. John Hartwell, athletic director at Utah State. He was on with Hanson Scotty earlier today. And uh, Gordon uh, Hartwell gave some explanation, or kind of, to some of the questions we were talking about. What do you think? Do we, do we know any more than we did before? Oh, a little bit. Uh, not really. Uh, do you think, let me ask you, let's, uh, there's a bunch of things to talk about. The first thing that comes to my mind is how attractive a job is. Uh, John Hartwell was, was uh, talking it up, uh, saying that uh, Utah State has a tremendous uh, reputation and is a desirable place to coach. What do you think? I think you can win at Utah State. It's yeah, not the easiest place too. to win. I mean, they, they have some things working for them and against them, but I don't see any reason why they can't be an upper echelon Mountain West Conference team in the in the near future. I agree with that. You're going to have to do some stuff right. I mean, recruiting yeah. isn't the easiest thing in the world, but there's also some, you know, some real uh, attractive things about Utah State. I mean, it, Logan is a college town. You can get that college town uh, I- experience. Uh, they've had uh, success there. And the Mountain West is, um, I think, a really competitive league. But it's certainly not insurmountable, right? I mean, they're not the Utah State is not the Vanderbilt of the Mountain West right. Conference, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I don't know if it's quite like uh, Hartwell made it sound there, like coaches are just uh, beating down his door. But you know, I they they have the opportunity to get somebody uh, who will do a nice job. There have been a lot of really good coaches who've come through that program. You know, a lot of more assistants. But uh, anyway, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with what you said. I don't think it's a huge job. I don't think you know you're gonna you're gonna have these big names, uh, star coaches who want to go coach there. But but I, I think that's a real opportunity for someone to go in and do it the right way. Uh, he did say that uh, you know that he said essentially what you and I said with different language, and that is that Utah State was abysmal over the first three games and that that was a big part of what prompted the move. Well, and and we kind of wondered, like, wow, why is Gary using such strong language like pathetic? Well, apparently the pressure cooker was cooking. <laughs> yeah. Well, is this, do you think this is a classic example of, of a guy uh, hired by someone but not really the guy that, that someone wanted? Uh, I think there is some of that there. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe yep. Gary would have gotten a little more latitude, but since we don't know exactly what latitude he got in the first place, I don't know. It's it's like uh, when a guy, when a boss comes in after someone else has been hired. Now, what does everyone always say? Well, he didn't hire that guy. And I always got the feeling that John Hartwell – didn't really hire Gary Anderson. He kind of did, but he got, uh, as the story goes, he got a lot of pressure to do that, and it wasn't really, quote-unquote, his guy. So remember we heard about that with Kalani Sataki, some of the hires that he made at BYU as far as his assistants go. Well, a uh, hire, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> you mean the uh, the coordinator that was hired before Kalani? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, I I don't know. Maybe we can find the truth somewhere down in there. Wasn't uh, Ty but, before? Wasn't Ty before Kalani? Wasn't he hired before? Or was I'm that not, simultaneously? I, I, I know. I know. Uh, your boy, Doctor Bob, and I was hired before Bronco Mendenhall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that hasn't happened. But yeah, I think we all know who you're talking about. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes up there. I hope I, as much as I like to make a fuss over how much coaches make, if you do hire the right guy, your chances of your program flourishing are greatly improved. And so, so if Utah State goes into the mode of hiring the kinds of coaches it did before it hired Gary Anderson the first time, then they may have a, a tough road to road to hoe, as they say. But uh, on the other hand, if they get the right guy, then I think they can get right back to uh, being a, a top-end uh, Mountain West team. Coming up next, uh, we'll get to the DJ and PK clip. We didn't quite have enough time in this segment to get to it. We, we played a little bit more of Hartwell. Wanted to make sure. I, I thought that was all really important stuff. Great job by Hanson Scotty on that interview. We'll get to uh, DJ and PK talking Cougs coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. See, Gordon, I told you Lloyd was just messing with us. Just playing the same song over and over again. (laughs) Stop it. Change it up. We've heard this one. This is the third time. They, okay, they sound a little different. Come on. <laughs> this is a little different than the other ones that I play. What are you talking about? Stop it. Is it. Different. Stop it. See? Please. It is different. Gordon believe. See? We play different songs, please. Next time you pick one of your wonky bands from back in the 50s, I'm going to rip you for that. I'm not ripping anything, Gordon. I'm not ripping you. I just said that every Coldplay song sounds the same, and then Lloyd has now taken it to play the same song over and over again. I'm not. We're not ripping you. Have they not all sounded different? Uh, (laughs) They do sound a lot alike. Well, that's because uh, so we're we're making with the jokes, Gordon. It's all right. We're not we're not coming at you. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, okay. All right. uh, who did uh, was the lead singer of Coldplay? He was uh, married to an a- actress for a brief moment, right? I think so. I think it's uh, it's uh, Chris. What's his name? Mr. Paltrow, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, wasn't Gwyneth married to the lead singer of Coldplay? Isn't that right? Uh, I'm not you sure. You are right. To, I am to. correct. And they had a kid, and the kid's name is Apple, which I always found unique. Chris Martin, is that his name? Martin Sheen? <laughs> Ricky Martin? No. <laughs> Martin Lawrence? <laughs> Martin Short? Man, Martin Short should have married Gwyneth Paltrow. That should have happened. Hmm. Martin Short needs to work more. Why don't we ever see Martin Short again anymore? 
He's in some of the most know. hilarious movies ever. Clifford? Have you ever seen Clifford? It's amazing. Oh, Clifford was Clifford was pretty good. So who? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's a bigger star, uh, Chris Martin or uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth, for sure. These lead singers of these rock bands that are so successful, Jake. That's that's some heavy stuff. Sure, Gwyneth won an Oscar though. I know, but I'm, I'm just talking about star power. Think there are that many Coldplay fans out there? Oh yeah. Well, there were. I don't know. There's a lot of. Faded away. Are they still recording present day stuff? I don't know. Yeah, Lloyd. Uh, in fact, to get us our, their new hit. <laughs> Dial up their their new big hit that they just came out You're with the other day. The same song yeah. Again. yeah, this one. There we go. This uh, one. Mm. Yeah, I think they came out. This was their latest album, right? <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> All right, come on. That is a funny joke. Very funny. Very funny. All right, uh, Gordo, let's let's check in with DJ and PK a little bit. Let's get their take on what's going on with BYU. You're sure they're going to a New Year's Day game? I'm more than sure. Oh, wow. What is more than sure? To me, BYU at 10 and 0, they'll be extremely attractive. The Fiesta Bowl, we're a bunch of mavericks down there. <laughs> so get BYU in, man. Thank you, Gordon. Get them in there. Yeah, I think they got an excellent shot. Now they got to finish the deal. They haven't done that yet. And things probably have to break their way to an extent. But this is their time. Zach Wilson, my gosh, he's going to continue to just rise up. He's got the look, too, doesn't he? Isn't he like the All-American kid? He absolutely is a story. And you make that leap now. It's somewhat of a leap, not necessarily a connection. Back to the glory days of them running up 50 points on everybody. That's the thing when you have a rep, you know, for a while there when they had the assembly line of quarterbacks and then it hasn't been. And so you can make that connection. They've got a winner in this kid. And he's got the charisma. He's got the look. You know, they've got the story. The John Beck story, the Boise State story, the want to be home to have dinner with mom, Lisa and Mike. I've never met Lisa and Mike, but I feel like they're my best friends. Yeah, I, I would put BYU in. We don't need to see these same teams over and over and over again. Get somebody else in there. So I like some new blood. This is some new blood. So, yeah, I think they're going to be in. And they're going to earn their way in, too. That was an incredible victory. There you go, DJ and PK. PK bringing it strong. I don't know if I agree with him, but uh, there's some passion there. Well, I, he makes good points. That's why PK is PK. He, those are strong points. Something different. Something that's a different look with a star quarterback. Jake, you don't think that's attractive to somebody? Who is the Hi, highly rated? Who though? I mean, we're talking about the the uh, playoff, uh, college football playoff. Since when? No, do they I'm not want talking about the playoff. I'm talking about the New Year's Day Bowl. Since when do they want something different? They, in fact, they don't. They want a traditional blue blood powerhouse because their people are going to watch it. Uh, people watch BYU with uh, with what they've done this year and the way they've done it with Zach Wilson. I think that he's a star. He's uh, current currently, I believe, fifth on the best odds doing the Heisman list. And BYU, interestingly enough, is fifth or sixth on uh, the odds to get into the college football playoff. Jake, I was well, I know, by I that. know the the Magic Wizard in Vegas is is saying those <laughs> things. But you know what? Kirk Herbstreit didn't even know Zach Wilson's name last week. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you call him, Logan? He's yeah. It was it Logan Wilson. Is that what he says? Yeah, yeah. He called him Logan. <laughs> so I get, I get what you I get what you're saying, but you forget about the arrogance of college football. They don't really. They don't really care about something new. 
In fact, they don't want anything new. That's they why they created want, the system no, in no, the that, first place. No, that's not true. I, I think that's changing. If you have star power on your team, and BYU like Logan is Logan Wilson. Yeah. Look, hey, you've butchered names, and so have I. I know. No. Yeah, we I have. know. Uh, no, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm making a joke, but. I still don't. I I don't know. I I'm not optimistic about it. I hope it happens. I I really do. I'd love to see BYU play a P5 team this year. They were supposed to play a bunch of them, but well, I I just remain skeptical that that will actually come to fruition. I think PK made good points there uh, and good. I don't know whether it'll actually happen or not, but when you have a star quarterback and you're undefeated, uh, and 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 you get and you're on TV every week, uh. Except for the weeks you don't play, which is a bit of a problem. I, I we might see BYU sink a little these next uh, over the next month, but uh, maybe not. I, I don't know. Zach Wilson. Anybody who's a follower of college football knows Zach Wilson now. You might call him Logan on an <laughs> off day. <laughs> I just, hey man, he that guy's slinging it around the field. There is no doubt about it. Uh, he he's playing with such confidence, and he is just stepping up and delivering the ball, man. And I, I, yeah, I mean, we're talking about Boise State here, you know. I, it's, we're not talking about UTSA. Now, Boise State's a respected program. I I don't know if I've ever seen a team go into that stadium and kick them around like BYU did. And some people say, "Oh yeah, they were playing their third string quarterback." Yeah, I mean, so what? So what? Well, it'll all break uh, down to who is, I mean, it's still who's in the conversation. You know, it's going to come down to how many SEC teams make the college football playoff. It's going to come down to how many ACC teams make college football playoff. What slots open up? Where? How does Cincinnati finish things off? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that go into well, I, it. And no, I don't think, but here's no the thing. I don't think they want to include BYU. Now, maybe they, if they feel like they have to, maybe they, they'll, they'll break. But BYU kind of has to leave no doubt because I don't think they want to. What? Well, okay, when you say they, you're talk, who are you talking about? Uh, the people, the, the deciders. In college football. Okay, so if BYU has a star in Zach Wilson and people think he's a first-round draft pick at the most important position on the field and his name, he's growing in name recognition, and as I said, BYU is on national TV every week, uh, why, why? what's the hesitation? What do they care where these guys are coming from? I've explained this to you uh, uh, before, what? and I'll do it again. They're not in the club. What is they, that? I mean, listen, it, but, but if you're part of a bowl and you want your bowl to be successful, you want to draw eyes, right? And so you want to draw eyes to somebody who is seems to be capturing the imagination of football fans. When you make a New Year's Six Bowl, Gordon, your conference gets a share of the profit from that bowl. There are only so many shares to go around, right? And it's not the team. It's the conference that gets the share. Those Power Five conferences do not want to split the pie any further. They don't want to give that share to somebody that they don't have to. But who's making the decision, the conferences or the the bowls? It's, uh, let's see, mm, uh, who employs the people that run the system? And the Bulls aren't trying to make money. They're nonprofits, if you really want to believe that. Oh, come it's a, on. It's all about the revenue that goes back into the conferences. 
It's not some bowl director being greedy, per se, although they tend to put a few dollars in their own pockets, as we've seen from the Fiesta Bowl, the Maverick Bowl uh, that PK liked uh, to point out there. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm telling you why I have my doubts. They don't want to split any more money than they have to, especially in this climate where every dollar seems to count. I wish I knew exactly how, who who the power broker is, in in these invitations, I, and I don't know. It sounds to me like you think the bowl directors are uh, on a string with the P five conferences. Correct. Are you sure about that? Well, why else would they make it into the rules that they only had to include one G five team? Well, I mean, I mean the, I, the bowls I, I, have to go along with those rules. I understand that, but but if you have a team that is undefeated and has a, a great quarterback who is capturing the eyeballs of people around the country, then yeah, that wh- makes how everybody it, feel good about themselves. I got well, it, but I think so, the so, system is working against BYU. But you, th- so you think the actual game and and being an attractive game because of either name value uh or or record that, that stuff it doesn't come into play really not as much i mean why else when they took boise state and tcu did they make them play each other if they really valued what you're talking about oh let's see if the little let's see if david can beat goliath if that well, really that's mattered not, but that's not what them. i said that's not what i said i said the star power okay so that's different that's different than bringing in David to face Goliath. Well, all right. Unless you if, think David's if, a star, I don't. You know. If whatever. you think that's going to matter, I mean, all right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but it seems like if you if you want to draw eyeballs to it to a game, wouldn't you? And you have somebody who is is you know noticed and is listed on things like the Heisman list and being talked about. Is it, doesn't that carry any weight at all? Maybe. I don't. I don't think it's gonna make them include BYU. Maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, we're all just guessing. But I, I, mean, I. This is just watching how these guys have acted over the past twenty years. I don't know why all of a sudden we'd think that they would change now. How many times have there been an undefe- undefeated teams that weren't included in a major bowl? Has that happened a lot? Uh, where they, I'm asking you a question that I don't know the answer to. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. it's They've only, uh, out of the entire existence going back to even the Bowl Alliance, they've only included a team they didn't have to that's from a G5 league once, and they made them play each other. <laughs> what say does, uh, do the networks have in all this? Probably plenty because they're buying the product. So they want to have someone with star power. But would that someone they want be BYU? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just looking for possibilities here. Um, I wonder if someone might say, hey, you know, you know, this guy's been on, on national TV every week. And, yeah, they've played some crappy teams. But did you see what they did to Boise State? And, and this guy's got some charisma. He's slinging the ball all over the field. Uh, that offense is just racking up yards, racking up points. Well, uh, I mean, Utah had Alex Smith in 04, and they got pit. <laughs> that was so disappointing. I, they got pit. 
That, that sucked. Uh, it didn't suck from this standpoint, as far as the Utes are concerned. Uh, they uh, they knew they were going to win that game. Yep. So, all right. That stadium, I, that stadium was full that day. I'm telling you, there were people. I'd, I'd never seen so much red. Well, I don't think that's going to be an option this time around, yeah, which actually works against BYU, I think. But then it's all about the TV, right? Yep. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. There you go, Lloyd. A little B-side deep track. Nice. You know, it was funny for a while, guys, but uh, how about all the other... How about Adventure of a Lifetime or, you know, how about uh, The Scientist or Paradise? Or, I thought know. that's what we were listening to. <laughs> that's what this is. Yeah. Which one is this one? Paradise. This one is actually Charlie Brown. Oh. You like Charlie Brown? <laughs> Come on, this is funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> You're going to play the same song the whole show? Uh, no, I'm not going to. All right, Gordon. Oh, man. All right, we're doing the, uh, the You Win to Golf Masters giveaway uh, again. Love this. Um, when are we giving away golfers? Do you want to do it right now, Lloyd? All right, let's give away a golfer right now. Here you go, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. If you're, the, if you're caller 12, you'll be assigned a golfer. And if that golfer wins the Masters this weekend, Gordon, you get the brand of putter that the winner plays. That's pretty cool. So uh, uh, nice. what we're going to do, we're going to pair the top 25 players uh, with uh, a listener, and then uh, uh, number 26 will get the field. So you either get the top 25 or you get the rest of the field. Um, brought to you by our friends at You Win a Golf, serving Utah golf since 1971. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, when you get a winner, uh, Lloyd, let us know what golfer uh, they got uh, they got paired with. You know, um, oh. I uh, I wonder how the Masters is going to be this year without anybody there. You know, I don't think it'll be any different for the folks sitting at home. Do you? Uh, I suppose not. But for the players, I mean, that isn't Augusta's known for the roar of the crowd, right? I mean. They've been playing the, pretty much without galleries for the most part this year, though, right? I mean, they're probably yeah, used but, to it by now, I'm guessing. But at Augusta, it's just different, you know. Stay tuned for today's drop of the day at 5.30 because uh, we've got Phil Mickelson. Who was, uh, he was telling Masters stories when he was driving up uh, the driveway. So it was actually a really cool video. So we'll play it coming up at, uh, at uh, 5.30. Weird, though, Masters this time of year, Gordon. That mm-hmm. That is what doesn't feel right. Of course, the master is one of those things that uh, solidifies that spring is here, right? I mean, now we're playing it. With his aliens blooming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, uh, that is kind of strange. But glad they're playing. Glad uh, glad they're playing, and we'll see. You giving Tiger much of a chance there, Gordo? Probably not, but, you know, there's always a chance with, uh, with him, I suppose. Who is your favorite? Dustin Johnson? Who do you think yeah, is going to be? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's really good, right? Um, 
I don't know. Is Ricky Fowler ever going to get over the hump? I don't know. He I feels like know. this generation Sergio Garcia, where you're just like every major comes and you're <laughs> like, is this the one? And then it it just never happens. Obviously, about, it eventually about, about, happened with Sergio, but how about Hercules? Who the the DeChambeau? Yeah. He's hitting those bombs. The obvious. In 400-yard uh, drives. The steroid uh, abuser. Is that what you're suspicious no, of? No, uh, no. No. you kidding? Uh, let's see. You know, I don't know. Feels like, have we seen, um, I don't want to say he's fallen off because he's not exactly off tour, but Jordan Spieth is supposed yeah. to be kind of the next big thing, right, a couple of years ago, and it just yes, never, he ma- was. never materialized? Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Golf is such a weird game that way. I mean, it's not yeah. like Andre Agassi when he totally fell off the map. Remember that right. when he was, uh, uh, I mean, just trying to qualify for the tour. Uh, but it, it certainly isn't rattling off majors like he was a few years ago. No, but you see golfers who come on and they they seem to have a real domination almost. And then they, they disappear for a while. They don't disappear like you said. They just don't don't dominate anymore and jordan spieth was the next up and comer and then he just sort of dropped off and he's been around but what if you can if you can play like that at, at one time can you not play like that again I mean, you would think so but i don't know yeah maybe the competition's gotten better uh, hey, i don't know has it really but your, your guy uh rory macaroni has fallen off too <laughs> Well, we say falling off. He's still ranked he, fifth he's in only the world. he's only making fifty million a year, but you know, is that I mean, all? yeah. Let's see. I, I don't know. I, golf has always been sort of a, a a cruel, cruel mistress, hasn't it? I mean, it's just it'll it'll uh, it'll you know it'll pucker up one minute and punch you in the mouth the next. I'm trying to see where Spieth is on the world rankings. Eightieth. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 80th. He's uh, behind Graham McDowell at 66. Phil is ranked 64. Yeah. It, it would be cool if Tony Finau could uh, could pull off a victory. I mean, what a great story. He's ranked 17th currently. Yeah. If so, you're a top 20 golfer in the world, you're making some cash. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he's doing fine. I think that's why those uh, uh, his former managers are suing him. But uh, but winning winning is a different thing, man. It's especially those those uh, majors. Uh, I I don't know. I I I would not want to bet. Don't they have those computer models that they use that uh, they say they can always pick the the winner by doing that? I, do. I don't I don't know I don't know who they're picking this time. But uh, I'll tell you, whoever wins it, uh, I said nice payday. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Frank Dolce. We're talking some youth football straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.